If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for your patience. And thank you, James, for connecting us to our internet audience. And so a warm welcome to all of you as we approach the exact time of the Gemini full moon, which occurs at 5.16 this afternoon. So we're working with a special inflowing of powerful energies uh, that are only available at this time of year. and. So it's really nice to be together in this planetary center and to do what we can to contribute towards the creation of this vast cable of light that is being built between hierarchy and humanity. And since 1952, this Gemini full moon period has been celebrated as World Invocation Day. So we know that our work today is, is intimately related to the sounding uh, actually the audible sounding of the Great Invocation, which is, we're told, the most powerful tool we've been given uh, to prepare our minds and hearts for the coming events, uh, for this powerful juncture in planetary history. Um, So the sounding of the Great Invocation on this day and every day is something that really helps us to ground these energies. So... This year, as most of you probably know, we have the opportunity of celebrating two Gemini full moons. And it, it's a dual sign. It's one of the most powerful signs of duality. So it's sort of fitting that we have two opportunities to work with these energies. And how that really manifests from the perspective of the inner plane workers, uh, we don't really know. But we might want to consider that the world teacher who receives a blessing from the Buddha, we're told, at the Taurus full moon, and then holds those energies of love until this uh, Gemini full moon. He holds them for that full month, perhaps because he's an incredible world teacher. Perhaps he has the capacity to, this year, hold those energies and release the full potency of the love uh, for another month. It may be that there is a an extended uh, festivals period this year and that we're working now in an interim period in this two Gemini full moons and that next month will be the full release into human consciousness of this energy. But nonetheless, there's an important moment coming up today and we don't really know how this works out. So Um, we'd like to always begin with a moment of silence. So followed by the sounding of the ancient mantra, a card which you should have on your chairs. So let's just take a moment to link up with 
all the other individuals and groups working all over the world to seize this opportunity together. Lead us, O Lord, from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality. qualities of this sign of Gemini can aid us to bring the issues confronting humanity to the forefront of consciousness, for it's a sign that's very intimately connected with humanity. For humanity is ruled by Mercury, and Mercury also rules Gemini. So humanity's role is the same, in a sense, as the role of Mercury. It's divine bridge builder. And that, we're told, is one of our key functions in our planetary life. Without humanity, there can be no bridge building. Without humanity, the divine circulatory flow of energies in our planet are arrested. Gemini is responsive to both the pull of matter and to the forces that bring in the pull of light. Those who respond to the light are strengthened and aided by this energy, but so too are those who respond to darkness. One path leads into deeper enmeshment within matter, to imprisonment in form, and the inability to take part in the process of life that's unfolding on our planet, while the other path, the path of light, leads increasingly to liberation radiation, compassion, and service. But because of the sensitivity of the pilgrims, the spiritual pilgrims in the world, it's all too easy at times to be pulled into a condition of doubt when the pendulum swings towards the dark and the forces of opposition come powerfully into play, both within our individual lives but also within the lives of the collective. At such times as these, it can be difficult to hold a sense of expectancy towards the future. It's helpful then to recognize what is occurring when the pendulum swings towards the dark, as it inevitably will, and during those times to cultivate patience, equilibrium, balance, and poise. For the forces of evolution are slow, and it takes time for humanity and for us to realize the needed lessons 
in order to move forward. And thankfully, the heart of humanity is sound. We are learning these lessons. And the men and women of goodwill and altruistic intent throughout the world are doing what they can to usher in this new world, this new evolutionary path which will bring our planet into the light. In the zodiacal rulerships, from the perspective of esoteric astrology, the planet Earth rules in Gemini and also in its opposite sign of Sagittarius. And so we know that there's an intimate relationship between our planet and these two great signs of opposition. And this relationship, therefore, when the sun is in Gemini or when the sun is in Sagittarius, in certain sense places our planet within the stream of a cosmic Antakarana bridge. Because these two signs of Gemini and Sagittarius are intimately related with the process of bridge building. And so when they come into play and our planet is in that alignment, there is an opportunity to participate more fully uh, to in this Antikorana bridge and bring our planet into the light. The energetic flow between Gemini and Sagittarius is similar to the energetic flow between the higher and the lower minds. And even if you ponder the symbol for Gemini, it somewhat um, encapsulates this idea of the Antakarana bridge and the higher and lower minds. We're told that the sign of Gemini is more closely related to the etheric body than is any other sign in the zodiac. And so it would seem, since we, humanity, are asked to work with these energies and to work with the strengths of any particular sign that's under consideration, that during this time when the sun is in Gemini, we would have the opportunity to work more assertively and powerfully with our own etheric bodies and also with the etheric body of the planet as a whole. And the etheric, as we know, is a somewhat neutral energetic field. It responds to the energies of the lower chakras, but it also s responds very powerfully to the energies of the higher chakras. It just depends upon our level of consciousness. So those of us who are attuned towards the light, who are turned towards the energies of the higher chakras, can use this time to bring the energy of the soul to bear and to play upon the energetic field of planet Earth. So this is an opportunity for us to become better transmitters of energy, to become better white magicians, and therefore do what we can to reconstruct the worlds. And one of the powerful tools that we have available to us to aid in this process is, of course, the work of triangles, whose goal is to actually change the etheric web of our planet from a network of squares, which is conducive of personality energy, into a network of triangles, which is conducive of soul energy. So the more of us who work in this uh, network of light, day in and day out, 
are doing really what we can to aid these forces of reconstruction, to aid these forces of changing the etheric web of our planet, which is highly stimulated during this time when the sun is in Gemini. For we know that, that there is not yet a free flow of energy in our world. Our world would not be in the shape it's in if the energy was flowing adequately. And it's not just that we have a problem on the physical plane with the distribution of the money, energy, and the resources of the planet. It's also a condition in the etheric network. There are, we're told, blocks in that etheric network wherein the energy is not flowing freely. And particularly, uh, it might be in relationship to releasing the energy more fully into those many people in our world who are disadvantaged, who are not uh, partaking of the Western world's privileges. Perhaps it's because there are some energetic blocks in the network in those parts of the world, and it's therefore another opportunity during this time to help to release the energy and release the blocks in our planetary life. As we do this, we become better weavers in the light, more skillful magicians. As you know, the keynote for Gemini is I recognize my other self, and in the waning of that self, I grow and glow. Each sign is given two keynotes, one that is reflective of the personality life, and the other that's reflective of the soul. And we work with the keynotes that are reflective of the soul. But it does seem, therefore, in particular relationship to Gemini, that it is addressing the personality self. So it's not that when we're working from a soul level, we uh, do not address the personality self, because the personality, as you know, is our vehicle on the physical plane whereby we can become transmitters of soul energy. And so what does it mean when we say, I recognize my lower self, and in the waning of that self, I grow and glow? It's somewhat of a mysterious keynote. I'm sure there are many different interpretations of it, depending upon our level of consciousness. So I'll just share a few of my own thoughts about this keynote. I think an important word in it is recognize. It's a somewhat uh, detached word. It's not uncondemning my lower self, which some of us like to do. Um, it's not praising my lower self and saying, I'm such a channel for spiritual energies. I'm wonderful. It's just saying, I recognize my lower self. And to recognize, if you look at the root meaning of the word, it means to see again. So we've seen our lower selves before. Where have we seen that lower self before? To me, it seems as if it's indicative of the two manifestations of the soul. The soul works on its own plane. And on that plane, it is divine. It's fully realized. It's an initiate of all degrees. It's the first master to which we pay allegiance, our soul. So we really don't need to be running around the planet looking for gurus because we have one right within ourselves. 
And that's what the esoteric teachings have always taught, that our first master is within our own heart. And so on this level, this higher level, the soul knows all things and sees us clearly, has always seen the spark that we are clearly. But there comes a point in the soul's evolutionary development wherein that spark of soul that's embedded in matter and somewhat trapped begins to assume its authority because that's the whole purpose of the spiritual path is for the soul that is embedded in form to free itself from form and to therefore enter into its work which is to grip the personality, to no longer allow the personality to dominate. So when we reach that point wherein that spark of soul that exists within ourselves begins to dominate, which I think is the real higher lessons of Gemini, then we're onto something. Then we begin to grow and glow, which I think again has a reference to the Antakarana Bridge, which is so much related to this duality of Sagittarius and Gemini. The bridge begins to grow and glow, and the united soul personality begins to move forward towards the higher manifestation of spirit, the spirit aspect. So it's, a, it's an interesting um, keynote, and I'm sure you all have your own interpretations of it. But I think one of the things we can do is to ponder that word recognize and be willing to recognize our lower self and the waning of that self. So we want to, as we recognize our lower self, the keynote says, it begins to wane. It begins to no longer dominate. And that's to be applauded, you know. So let's do what we can to recognize our lower self, to not deny those unredeemed aspects of ourselves. We can use the energy of this time to perhaps begin to recognize some of those things that are hidden to our view. Because we're told in the teachings that we all have many glamours which block our ability to grow and glow, which block our ability to enter into the light. And this energy of Gemini gives us the opportunity to recognize. And on a macrocosmic level, humanity as a whole can use this energy to recognize that which is holding us back as a collective from collectively growing and glowing into our destiny because humanity has a destiny which has been abrogated by humanity's selfishness, separativeness, and materialism. We have not lived up to our potential as a planetary center, as third planetary center. And this full moon opportunity highlights this center, gives us as humanity the ability to grow and glow into the light, into our higher spiritual possibilities. Got a little off track there. Okay. So we know that this is a festival of goodwill. And I just wanted to call out, as they sometimes say, call out a person of goodwill in the planet. It's good to see these 
qualities in a living person and bring them down from the realm of abstractions. So I just wanted to call out the Pakistani girl, Malala, who I'm sure you all know of as a powerful representative of goodwill, a strong, strong young woman who, if you hear her speak, you can't deny that she is someone who is bringing in the forces of light on this planet and speaking to the authorities of our planet and asking them to awaken to the needs of the girls of the planet and the young children who are not receiving adequate education in her part of the world and in all parts of the world, in this country, all over the world. So Malala had to contend with combating the forces of terrorism in her country, in a, paid a very dear price by being shot in the head, almost dying, but has gone on to um, show us an example of real spiritual leadership. So just wanted to quote um, part of her powerful address that she gave in front of the Nobel Committee. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you should go to YouTube and listen to this incredible woman, you know, she's, she's just amazing. So anyway, she said, um, today in half the world we see rapid progress and development. However, there are many countries where millions still suffer from the very old problems of war, poverty, and injustice. My great hope, she says, is that this will be the last time we must fight for education. Let's solve this problem once and for all. It's not time to tell the world leaders to realize how important education is. They already know it. Their own children are in good schools. Now it's time to call them to take action for the rest of the world's children. We ask the world's leaders to unite and make education their top priority. The world can no longer accept that basic education is enough. Why do leaders accept that for children in developing countries only basic literacy is sufficient when their own children are studying algebra, mathematics, science, and physics? Leaders must seize this opportunity to guarantee a free, quality, primary, and secondary education for every child. And of course she's right. And she speaks from her own experience because when the Taliban came into her town, all the girls were no longer allowed to go to school. And that's what led to her attack because she stood up to those forces. She had the courage of her convictions. So I just wanted to um, skip some of this. and talk about, just before we close, um, the work that the world teacher has come to do, not only during this festival, but as we move into the time, the upcoming time of the reappearance. We're told that at this time of the Gemini full moon each year, the love of God reaches its highest point of expression within the annual cycle. 
This love is poured through the spiritual hierarchy and focused like a lens through its central point, its heart, the world teacher, who then directs this energy outward into humanity, illuminating our minds and hearts with light and love, stimulating our ability to generate peace and right relationships. But it's said that the work of this teacher, as he prepares to return to our world, will not only be to relate hierarchy and humanity, but to affect a higher alignment between hierarchy and humanity and the center of Shambhala. His work is really much more powerful than it was 2,000 years ago, because humanity, in increasing number, is now ready to make that higher alignment. For only when humanity and hierarchy are working together in a practical synthesis can this higher alignment become possible. Hence the importance of this festival of humanity, which highlights both the Christ and humanity working together to make that alignment. And this alignment, again, only becomes possible through those members of the human kingdom who are working to bridge between the lower and higher mind, those people who are working to build the Antakrana. And there are people doing that unconsciously, but those who are doing it consciously have an advantage because we're given tools and techniques in the teachings whereby we can more, um, more fully undertake that bridging work. It's said that the reason for this inner work of bridge building has not really been fully understood, but now we have the opportunity to understand it in a new way. For it's related to this work of enabling humanity to fulfill its destiny within the larger whole, which is to be the destiny of the distributor of the higher energies. And the Tibetan says, it's the energies of life. So as we move towards the Aquarian age, which is the distributor of the energies of life, we humanity have a new responsibility through groups, large and small, throughout the world, to affect this higher alignment through a collective bridge building whereby we can, as a group, become transmitters of the energy of life. We can see, therefore, the immense importance of the incoming of this Aquarian cycle in both the lesser cycle and the greater cycle of zodiac. There's a propitious alignment that's going to aid humanity to bring in this life. Humanity through this means will become the vehicle for what's called the saving force and will be able to fulfill its destiny as a transmitter of that life more abundantly of which Christ spoke. He said we would be able to do better things. And perhaps those better things are related to this collective ability to become transmitters of this energy of life. New ways of working in group formation are going to evolve as we move into the Aquarian age. And Tibetan tells us that all of these new groups have to put the focus on the subjective life initially. 
We need to focus and have our work stem from the inner and be reflected in the outer. And he gives us a passage, a somewhat mysterious passage in the teachings, which he says shows us the way. When the sun progresses into the mansion of the serving man, which means into Aquarius, when the sun progresses into Aquarius, the way of life takes the place of the way of work. So we're pri- probably quite all familiar with the way of work. <laughs> Are we that familiar with this new Aquarian way of life, which the Tibetan tells us is going to replace the way of work? Not that we won't work, but we will work in a much more effective way. He says, then the tree of life grows until its branches shelter all the sons of men. The building of the temple and the carrying of the stones cease. The growing trees are seen. The buildings disappear. And then it concludes, let the sun pass into its appointed place. And in this day and generation, attend ye to the roots of growth. So attend ye to your antakarana work, to your meditative work. Attend ye to these roots, and all else will be taken care of. So as the way of life takes the place of the way of work, a new energy comes into play in our world. We learn to carry our water pots, balance perfectly upon our heads. We learn to not be so burdened down by the weight of service. And instead, we become vessels whereby this water of life is distributed freely in our work, in our environment, in our lives. So as the full moon approaches now, we know that the world teacher stands before the collective hierarchy and recites the Beatitudes from the New Testament and the Buddha's last sermon. This last sermon of the Buddha is about self-reliance. On his deathbed, the Buddha encouraged his followers to believe in themselves and to not be dependent upon anyone outside themselves. He said, he who is a lamp unto his own feet will attain the highest height, but he must be anxious to learn. So this self-reliance should not be misinterpreted as self-centeredness, or separativeness, but rather as reliance on the inner self, the undying one, which is in essence united with all other selves. So let us now work together with the light of the group soul to build that bridge within consciousness across which this saving force can pour in and redeem the world. Let's just take a moment of silence to link up with all the other individuals and groups throughout the world who are working together as a group through which the life can pour.
Let's come together in group fusion, standing within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers, and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the gate, great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. And we extend that alignment towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. interlude, holding the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energy streaming into Shambhala, radiated through hierarchy, using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers, Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
meditation upon the sita. I recognize my other self, and in the weaning of that self, I grow and glow.
precipitation. Visualizing the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring through the planet and becoming anchored on Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Using the sixfold progression of love, Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere, physical plane centers of distribution. Lower interlude. Refocus the conscious. Refocus the consciousness within the periphery of the great ashram. And sound together the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy, streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, let's visualize the outpouring of light, love, and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, friends. And just to reminder, the exact time of the full moon is 5.16, so I would suggest that we leave silently and go wherever it is that we can go to link up at that exact time and try to sound the great invocation at the exact time. And the festival continues for the two days of distribution. And just to announce that our next meeting is the new moon uh, that will be in two weeks from yesterday here in our office starting at 6 p.m. And the next full moon will be in four weeks from tomorrow, so on Sunday at 3 p.m. So we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork at lucistrust.org. AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>